Just how has the Farm Progress Show changed in the last 67 years? We get some insight on new ways we cover this big event and its sibling, Husker Harvest Days. Welcome to Around Farm Progress, a weekly podcast that looks at agriculture issues across the country. I'm Willie Vogt, your host and editorial director for Farm Progress. The Farm Progress Show returns live August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd in Decatur, Illinois. But this show has been around 67 years. How has it changed? We reminisce with Tom Beckman, Indiana Prairie Farmer, who has been part of this event since 1981. But he was attending long before that. Learn how cars were once parked. Find out the big change in the show site and even get a sneak peek at what's ahead. Let's check in with Tom. Hello, Tom. Welcome to Around Farm Progress. Thank you, Willie. Glad to be here. Good to have you. And I guess before we get started and talking about one of our favorite topics, farm shows, um, I guess I need to ask what's going on with the weather in Indiana, your part of the world. Well, it's uh, where I am. I'm about 30, 25 miles south of Indianapolis, pretty much straight south. And uh, we've had plenty of rain, actually a little bit too much. Not not as much as some places 50 more miles south of me. They've uh, Bloomington had a like 10 inch rain and it flooded a lot of bottom ground. But then in northern Indiana until last week, they were really dry. And then most places got rain, but it's still a little bit spotty. But it's been hot, uh, hitting 90s. And for us, for me, especially that's hot. So supposed to rain again this weekend and uh so right now we're sitting on we're actually going to have some areas uh hurt by too much water but the areas that aren't hurt are looking pretty good so well that's good news that's good news and before we one other question i saw something on on your website the you found in your corn plots that the the frost earlier slowed down corn emergence that was interesting yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really well, yeah, it was the cool temperatures, not not actually frost damage, right. but it uh yeah, it um and it took for, uh, about 14 days from the time the first plant emerged to the last emerged and I was just in that plot this morning early, believe it or not, before it got hot and uh a lot of those that came up late, they came up together and they're still going to it's not going to act uh, it won't act, I don't think, like weeds, like the later mergers. We'll have yep. some of that, but some of them, when they come up as a group, um, the corn that came up early just sat there, so they're in as much difference as you think. So it'll be interesting, like some stories to tell, and maybe kind of I think we're starting to, some of us are starting to think maybe early on, if you plant early and it, it, it gets spread out on emergence, it may not be as big a problem as if you plant late and you have an even of an emergence. No, that's so, good. That'll be interesting to find out about as you go forward. Yeah, really cool. Still, still a story to tell there yet and see how it turns out. Well, you know, you and I have a few things in common, but I think the one thing we have most in common, besides our love to write, is our love of farm shows. Um, I'm, I consider myself a farm show addict, and in my job, I get to go to quite a few more than you get to go to. But right. the uh, the ones you get to go to are the two biggest ones in the country this year. And that, of right. course, the first one would be the Farm Progress Show. Tom, how many years have you been going to the Farm Progress Show? Oh, my gosh, Willie. Um, well, I went in high school in the 60s <laughs> on a school bus up to uh, to Brookston, Indiana. Uh, but uh, with the company, my first show was 1981 at Brimfield, Illinois. So, um 
I've missed, I've missed a few. Um, when my daughter was born in 88, uh, they, uh, they let me stay home, but I haven't missed very many. That's pretty amazing. I was going to jokingly ask Tom, what was it like on that first Farm Progress show? But I know you've been <laughs> around a lot of it. I didn't miss the first one. My dad probably didn't miss the first one too far. That's for sure. I, I would not be surprised. That's good. So I, I guess there's an interesting story about your involvement in the Farm Progress show as a company with the company. And that is that at the beginning, you really didn't cover the show, right? You helped out. <laughs> What was your job at the farm show? <laughs> uh, the very first show, I stood in the middle of a county road with a flashlight in the rain and directed cars getting out of the parking lot out of the mud in Illinois. And uh, then uh, former employer, a colleague, John Odie, who's still around but no longer, he's retired, but he and I uh, moved ourselves up the line a little bit, and we like to call ourselves traffic coordinators for a lot of years and we worked with the uh between the state police and the sheriffs and the uh and our crew parking crews and a lot of stories we could tell there some good some not but i don't i don't regret having done that i I met a lot of people i never would have met and saw a different side of life but i really wouldn't want to do it again either either so it was a lot of 4 30 in the morning at the show sites and back then we were in the first October and it was damp and cold and uh yeah it was not always pleasant you know those early days when we were late in September you never knew what to wear right oh exactly you I think our current events manager who's been around enough to remember those late days would Matt would talk about you didn't know what to pack you packed your parka you packed your shorts and you were never sure. Also, you packed hip waders. I guess that was a thing. Um, I'm joking, but the rain and the mud sometimes is a problem. One of the uh, one of the, you know, it's fun. And and we got you out of the parking crew. I, I was happy that happened and, and put you to work at doing something very important, which we'll talk about in a moment. But one of the things that, of course, the biggest change since 2005 is that we now just rotate essentially between two sites. Uh, Decatur, Illinois, which will we'll be there this year, August 31st, September 1st and 2nd and Boone, Iowa, which we'll be back to in 2022. That's a big difference because when you started at this, you never knew where we were going until like February, the year of the show, right? Right. It was a big deal. And I actually got uh, involved in uh, on the t- well, on the outskirts of helping pick a couple show sites or talk the boss man at the time out of going to a certain place or two. <laughs> once he listened, once he didn't. But anyway, uh yeah, it was a big deal. You'd always, it was a big deal to pick the show site and which community it was going to be, and you tried to hold that secret. But there was a lot of neat things happened out of that. But we just ran and we ran into uh, too many days of uh, rain and mud. And when it rained and you're on a farm field uh, and you went there because it was a good farm, good dirt. Well, good dirt turns to mud pretty quick, and uh, it just got to be where it wasn't practical considering all the investment we had so or that other uh, the companies had in their in the show so yeah i think it's interesting i think people probably should know this that we would essentially build a city every year bring in lighting electricity tents some kind of roads um and bring it all together every year and it was amazing that we did it and it's it's an amazing undertaking but you're right 
Um, of course, the infamous Danville show is where this all started. We had already had concerns at from exhibitors who, if they were going to bring that much equipment someplace, they want to have a show. And the only way you could guarantee a show is if you had drainage. <laughs> so drainage and good roads. And so that's why we ended up with Decatur, which is an amazing site, Progress City in Decatur, as well as the Central Iowa Expo facility in Boone. Um, excellent drainage, excellent roads, excellent access, right? Four lanes in, four lanes out. We can manage all that. I had a, a competitive editor one time say to me, and I think it was 2005, the first show at Decatur. This person said to me, says, you know, I don't know that there, there are that many people here. The traffic wasn't bad getting in. And I turned to her and I said, did you notice the four lane road they built on the north side of the show yeah. site? Yeah. So no, when you were... It, go ahead, Willie. No, when you were coming down Highway 6 to get to the Amana site, that was a two lane road for six miles. Yeah, right? I just assume, uh, no no offense if you're from Iowa listening to this, but I just assume forget Amana. I had a, I spent about 10 years there one week at the... I think a first Amanda show, not everything that could go wrong went wrong. It was a huge crowd. Um, they'd had the world plowing match a couple of years before. And so everybody thought this was no big deal to have the first farm progress show there. First time we went there. And um, yeah, when we had the parking lots clear full at noon, they said, gee, they were only half full up for the plowing match. And Odie and I are like, no kidding. And by that time, we were, like, uh, swamped in cars. And so, yeah, I don't have real fond memories of Amanda, other than the food. They have good food in those good restaurants in Amanda. So. Oh, it's fantastic food. And um, I can count the pounds I put on being in the Amanda's, but <laughs> in the old days. And that, that site was interesting because I was at the World Plowing Match. And I thought, well, this will be an interesting thing. But, you know, people forget. And I've told stories about taking editors who've never been to the Farm Progress Show their first time and showing them that 100 acres of exhibit field and 300 acres to park cars is a big deal. So that's all. Yeah, it was, uh, it was all about the size of the crowd. And unfortunately, fortunately, uh, one of the Iowa troopers, uh, this is a true story. And I think they're, I know the one has passed on, but, um, and Odie, Odie had become friends with this guy and, uh, thank goodness. And, um, he was sharp, but his boss, um, he needed to be somewhere else. He had no idea what we were doing. And so somehow the, the, uh, sharp cop convinced him that he need somehow set up a meeting back in Des Moines so he could leave. And the good cop stayed and helped Odie and I through the show without him. I don't think we have made it, but, uh, so yeah, uh, there was, there's a lot of stories we could tell from those days. <laughs> Well, mostly the stories I can remember when I first started at the company was running across you, our fellow colleague, Tim Sickman, and you guys were mud up to your, anyway. It was, yeah. <laughs> and I believe, there was a lot, like I said, I, yeah. I uh, there was a lot of camaraderie, a lot of good times, and uh, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't trade it, but I wouldn't do it again either. And what we do today is, I think, much more valuable and suited, but at the same time, like I said, I, I wouldn't trade those experiences that we had, but I'm definitely not uh, suggesting we go back to parking cars ourselves. So, 
I'm not going to let it happen. That's, that's the one. The one power I have as editorial director at Farm Progress is editors don't park cars. Although right. we do get involved in other ways, we're all involved right. across. You know, what's interesting? There's a there's a core group of people at Farm Progress who help make the show happen, and they're amazing. Matt, Dina, Rick, and that that crew. And and as it gets closer to the show, suddenly there's more people involved. And by the time the Farm Progress show happens, it's a, a lot of all hands on deck because not only do we have the events people, but we have a lot of editors on hand to do events, meet with people cover stories and that's exciting too and there's one thing that we instituted i believe in 97 that got you out of the parking lot and got you on the exhibitors a lot and you were the first leader of the new product team i recall being on the new product team with you at that time i wasn't editorial director i was just the tech 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 editor for all the magazines and that's when we decided to divide the, the show site up into four quadrants and turn an editor loose into each quadrant, right? Right. So how does right. that work, and what do you get out of it? <laughs> well, we uh, we still do that, and uh, we've rotated through. I guess the one constant is I think I've been on it every every year. I can't think of one that I didn't. I can think of the one year you didn't go. Other than that, I think I've done probably um, every one. Yep. Well, I turned to you and let you take it. You do a ma- an amazing job. And I was on that crew for a few years, and then I had to go uh, to do other things at the show. But we have a good crew this year. And But when you carve the show up like that, and you, then you everybody visits every exhibitor in that in their three days at the show, what happens? What do you find? Well, we're looking for new products, and we've kind of set it up as, you know, since the last, at least since the last show, because people have different ideas of what they call new. This year will be probably since uh, the last show in Decatur, because although we we put them on, uh, they've been on virtually and people have seen them. Uh, some of them haven't really got, we didn't maybe get the same coverage we ever got otherwise, but we're out there looking for new products and uh, most exhibitors, almost all of them are happy to show us. And we, uh, we want to, we try to put all those together and, um, Except for last year, I think last year maybe we found we still found a uh, 150 uh, the yeah. way we, we did it virtually. But normally we're over 200 new products by the time that we put ours together. And then we each pick out two that we think are special, and we do a special spread with those products. And uh, it's kind of fun. It's a lot of it's hard work to get through all the booths, but. Uh, it's also, and you get to meet the machinery people, and some of them, uh, you know, you get, you see year after year and start making acquaintance with. So it's just a good deal. We get to bring that back and let people see what, a lot of times, some of them aren't even products yet. They're prototypes, uh, and they're stuff that they wouldn't, you wouldn't be seeing if it wasn't for the Farm Progress show. That is one thing you'll get this year because we're live, of course, in Decatur as well as in uh, Grand Island for Husker Harvest Days. And we didn't get to see the prototypes in the virtual show as easily. I ran across across a couple, but it wasn't like you'd normally see. So I think we're going to see a lot of new things. The other thing is it has been two years. And while we did our best to give coverage at the virtual experience last year, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff. And for the farmers who didn't get a chance to check out what we posted or had available from virtual experience, there's two years of products to see in person, kick the tires, check with the experts. And I think that that's going to be one of the more exciting things about this show. I'm writing the preview 
story for the show guide. And um, we're talking the 360 rain from 360 Yield Center, which is a automated crop tending system. We're going to have a new tractor from Versatile. I just found out about that'll be on site. Um, that's new. But then you look at the CNC spray, and spray sprayer, the first one, CNC spray select. Their deer's going to have that on their stand so people can see how that tech works. So, I mean, from that to under first new tillage tool, which is a, quite a deal. And then you get into all the, the small shoreline companies and everybody there's always got something new, don't they? Right. Yeah, they do. And uh, normally, I mean, we try to give them as we try to make sure we don't miss anybody as if anybody has something new. We even do the tires and that's I've had to learn a lot there. And I think <laughs> two or three years ago, I finally got so I don't understand all this. So I did a whole series of stories with some of the tire industry people on trying to understand the lingo and uh, just did another interview this week with a tire company, but, and they, they'll have new, new tires, new technology. It's changed a lot as well. And uh, so we try to, we try to cover it all. We'll get in a little bit of everything. And, um, and then of course we want to make sure we showcase the, the uh what the major companies have but there's a lot more new stuff there than just what's on the major lots so uh, it takes a long time that one person could not see it all that's why we use four and four uh, people over three days yeah absolutely right. and that's exciting and i think that shows the scope of the show and then we're actually going to have enough editors on the ground you're not going to have to do this tom but at oscar harvest days this year we're going to have enough editors in the Western team on hand that Mindy's considering dividing that show into quadrants so that we do the same thing there. We'll, we won't duplicate what's been done at the Farm Progress Show, but to capture some of the Nebraska, the Western technologies that will be at Husker that aren't always at Farm Progress Show. So um, we're going to cap copy that idea. But Mindy's excited. You'll actually be on hand for a while at Husker Harvest Days. You've been a couple of times, right? Right. It's been uh... – it's been on several years ago. I did go out and help. I think in the early days of uh, doing this product coverage to cover some of the products, because we get exhibitors at Nebraska that are more local or that for some reason don't exhibit certain products at the uh, at Farm Progress. So, so I've done some of that, a lot of more irrigation. But I haven't been there since you did. Uh, they did a lot of improvements, and I wanted to see it. So I'm coming out, and we'll do for a couple of days, and we'll do whatever you. Uh, need me to do but i'm looking forward to to seeing what's out there I, last time i was there was probably probably pushing 10 years ago so well what we did well, after a seven million dollar investment four years ago you you'll recognize where you are but you will be very happy with the way the show is set up the concrete roads not the hump roads that's a nice change right but uh, we were able to put four you've been there you know how flat it is we were able to figure out 14 feet of drainage distance we were able that's to pretty set amazing up. On that site because it's, yeah. it's pretty flat well when you get there let me make sure i take you out in the gator and show you where the retaining pond is where all that drains into so you can see how we built that that's pretty cool uh but it's a good time so the farm shows that brings up a good question um there's been talk sometimes that you know farmers don't buy the same way or that that farm shows may have a limited future but I'm feeling a lot of buzz in the air about the shows. What's your what's your take on it? 
Yeah, I, I agree. I I think they they are going to be there. I think they still want to see the equipment, and I think um, the uh, dealers still want to see them. And I think uh, as as well as we tried virtually, it was like everything else virtual. It was a new experience, and it got the job done to a certain extent. But there's just something about touching it, feeling it, and uh, talking face to face, and I think that the a lot of the uh, re, the dealers, the vendors, equipment people are ready for that too because they didn't you know they didn't get to see the farmers either. So a lot of times what we get uh, information wise, story wise, is by talking to somebody that says, "Have you seen this? Or you seen that?" And so I think uh, that's the part of the value of these shows, and I don't think there's a replacement for them. I think they're they're uh, they're just a, they're they're a neat part of agriculture and should remain that way. Well, I think it's going to be fun um, being in the sites this year. After actually having been on the show sites last year, right, <laughs> in a very unique way to do the virtual experience video shoots. To go back with actual people there would be nice and equipment. It'll be fun. That's for sure. Well, Tom Beckman, I've enjoyed talking to you, reminiscing a bit and getting ready. Um, I hope to see, I look forward to seeing you. Uh, uh, show gates open August 31st, uh, September 1st and 2nd in Decatur, Illinois at the Farm Progress Show. And if you go to farmprogressshow.com, you can get your advanced tickets and we recommend you do that this year. And also Husker Harvest Days, September 14th, 15th and 16th in Grand Island, Nebraska. Again, huskerharvestdays.com for advanced tickets. We also recommend that. And if you enter the right information, you can save money on your tickets if you order in advance. Tom, thanks for your time, sir. I'm looking forward to seeing you. I will see you at uh, Indicator, if not before. Take care. Thanks, Willie. No, Tom isn't parking cars anymore, but he's working as hard as ever to unearth new products to help farmers be more productive. I enjoy covering the shows too, though my role has changed from my early days on the new products team. We're looking forward to the big show and being there live. You've been listening to Around Farm Progress, our weekly look at agriculture across the United States with editors from the Farm Progress team and experts in our industry. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source with 17 state and regional brands as well as Farm Futures, Beef, National Hog Farmer and Feedstuffs, and the Farm Progress show on Husker Harvest Days. And as you heard in this podcast, those two shows are back and they're live. Mark your calendar for August 31st, September 1st and 2nd for the Farm Progress Show and September 14th, 15th and 16th for Husker Harvest Days. Join us next week as we continue our agriculture journey around the country. I'm Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. Thanks for listening.